0: Chapter 22 of The Boy Scouts Through the Big Timber. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Boy Scouts Through the Big Timber by Herbert Carter chapter twenty two the cripple business seems to be contagious of course these words from their comrade gave the other three boy scouts quite a shock giraffe was on his knees by the fire and he immediately started to crane his neck twisting his head in every direction step hen very wisely first of all removed the little extra coffee-pot they had brought along and set it safely on the ground before scrambling to his feet thad was already hurrying off not knowing what Allan meant by being in a trap the sagacious scoutmaster made sure to carry his gun along with him and seeing this the other two did likewise in that wonderful country so close to the mountains there was no telling what sudden necessity might arise for a means of defence where are you alan called thad the woods were partly in darkness it was possible to see the tree trunks but all else seemed vague this of course was partly caused by the fact of the boys having had their eyes dazzled by the glowing fire had they stood there for ten minutes until used to the semi-gloom, doubtless they could have distinguished objects around them much more readily. This way, came Alan's voice, and rather close by. No great hurry, boys, but I've tried to get out myself, and I can't turn around so as to reach the spring and set it on the other foot. Spring! echoed giraffe yes because i'm held fast in the grip of an old rusty bear trap and that must have been left here last season by the trappers said alan well what do you think about that exclaimed giraffe they were now close to where alan could be seen standing up are you hurt much alan demanded thad horrified at the idea of the other having a badly mangled leg oh it hurts some but i guess the old trap must have a pretty weak set of springs and that's why they purposely left it behind but if it didn't get a bear it caught me by the leg all right which leg demanded step hen quickly but thad spoke up before the question could be answered hadn't we better have some light here to work by alan i should say it wouldn't be a bad idea because there are two springs and they ought to be held down at the same time the victim of the trap answered how about it giraffe asked the patrol leader do you want a torch exclaimed the fire builder eagerly oh just give me a minute or so and i'll fix you out quick with that he whirled around in his tracks and started to go back toward the fire with great bounds that would have done credit to a leaping deer when those long spindly legs of giraffe got to working properly they were capable of covering ground at a tremendous rate and if he had a few stitches of pain because of that bad stone bruise giraffe paid little attention to it so engrossed was he in carrying out the order to get a torch i hope you're not hurt much allan said than solicitously as he reached the side of his chum and began feeling for the trap with both hands it isn't as comfortable as it might be admitted the other with a nervous little laugh And I guess I'll have to join the ranks of the limpers for a few days But then think how much worse it might have been Thad You mean if the trap had been new instead of worn out Alan? Yes, that's it with the springs good and strong enough to hold even a big bear phew I guess I'm some lucky at that and then If it didn't have a lot of splendid chums close at hand to help me, I might have a tough time getting out myself. Because, you see, they staked the old trap down to the ground, and I just don't seem able to turn far enough to get at the second spring. I warrant you've been trying all right, suggested Thad. You just bet I have, chuckled Alan, for five minutes or so turning and twisting you see i didn't want the rest of you to know how i'd stepped plumb into an old bear trap hidden under the dead leaves here but of course you couldn't make it thad continued watching giraffe waving a blazing brand about his head to induce it to flame up better as he left the fire and started toward the others had to own up at last admitted alan because it hurt badly every time i tried to turn around but now it will be all right for here's giraffe and his light a good torch she is too declared the long scout coming up just then burns just like that fat pine or light wood we had down in north carolina my what an immense trap It must pinch that leg of yours some, Alan. Get around on that side, Step-Hen, ordered Thad, and be sure, once you stand on the spring, not to get off until I give you the word, because, if you did, it will close the jaws as quick as that and perhaps do more damage. Reckon I understand, Thad, said Step-Hen, starting to follow out directions, and you... Giraffe, hold the light so both of us can see, continued Thad. There, steady now. All ready, Step-Pen? Sure. Then push down hard and steady. There she comes. Alan had taken hold of the jaws of the old bear trap, and no sooner did the pressure exerted by the two side springs cease than he was able to push them wide apart he immediately snatched his leg out of the trap and no sooner had he done so than he rolled over on the ground oh my stars exclaimed step hen he's hurt more'n he knows of what if he's got a broken leg wouldn't we be in a nice pickle though it isn't so bad as that boys said alan was feeling of the calf of his leg as he lay on his back though it hurts quite some but help me up thad and we'll get to the fire by the time i've used my leg a little and you get some of that magic liniment soaked on the spot i guess i'll make out and be able to start when the rest of you do alan was full of pluck moreover he was an unusually hardy boy for he had always spent a good part of his time outdoors and there is nothing more calculated to build up a lad's system than that he limped some of course as he headed toward the fire but when alan put those firm lips of his tightly together nothing of an ordinary character at least could force him to groan or even admit that he suffered once by the fire he sat down step hen went on with his simple cooking operations while thad assisted by the ready giraffe started to look at the hurt lucky i had on my leggings remarked allan with those and my trouser leg underneath it made more or less of a bumper and then again you know traps are never made with teeth nowadays like they used to be a man told me they found that the old style lacerated the leg of the animal so much they used to lose a third of their catch for the fox or the mink or the otter would either pull and squirm till he'd amputated his leg or else gnaw it off gnaw it off Ain't you romancin' now, Alan? asked Giraffe. Not at all, replied the other. Why, that's often been done, though trappers are divided in their opinion about it. Some think the animal deliberately gnaws its leg off, ready to make the sacrifice for the sake of liberty. Others say that an animal naturally bites at anything that hurts it, and it's while snapping at the jaws of the trap they keep on tearing at their wounded and broken leg till it gives way anyhow there are always a number of poor three-legged small animals in the woods where trapping is done i've seen a red fox that was minus a leg and i tell you right now the way he could get over the ground was a caution while alan was talking along in this fashion doling out interesting information he was rolling up the leg of his trousers though thad could see him wince a little as though it gave him pain to do so only a black and blue place on each side alan went on to say as if surprised not to discover a worse-looking wound Funny how that could hurt as much as it does. Here, let me put on the liniment, and then bind it up, remarked Thad. You'll find it cooling, and I warrant it's going to help you a lot. These black and blue bruises are always mighty painful. That's where you got the blow, and the blood's already settling there. This stuff will help to keep it moving. For there's witch hazel in it and that you know is really the extract of hamamelis how's that now feels better yes fifty percent better declared allen as the amateur scout surgeon fastened the wet bandage snugly with a couple of safety pins and started to draw down the leg of the other's trousers so the outside covering of canvas legging could be replaced after this had all been done alan got up and commenced to walk around sort of trying out myself you know boys he remarked laughingly to hide any grimace of pain his actions might be causing how is it asked thad sympathetically better than i expected the other replied excuse me if i limp around some boys but i think it'll let the liniment work better to keep it warmed up oh i've got a lot to be thankful for let me tell you i'm not putting up any sort of kick well remarked thad with a good-natured smile all i can say is that you fellows are working the family doctor to the limit these days What with stone bruises, snake bites, and getting caught in bear traps, I'm making a big hole in the stock of salve and liniment, I fetched along. I suppose it's going to be my turn next. Perhaps you may have to make a stretcher and carry me back to camp with a broken leg or something like that. "'For goodness sake, I hope not!' exclaimed Alan just imagine the alarm of the other fellows when a procession of limpers came in sight carrying another and with our chum bumpus an unknown quantity too what if he got lamed up too wouldn't that be just the limit chuckled giraffe who often saw humor where no one else did anyhow spoke up step hen still busy at the fire and there was an air of satisfaction in his voice giraffe instantly noted allen belongs in my class how's that instantly demanded the jealous giraffe well just use your eyes and you won't need to ask so many foolish questions don't you see how he limps when he puts that old right leg down Well. It was my right one that got the snake bite. Allan and me make up the right leg brigade. You'll just have to herd by yourself, giraffe, anyhow, till somebody else takes a notion to drop in the fire or cut his toe with the wood axe or something like that. Thad and allan laughed at the comical way in which the peculiar condition of things was described by step hen well said the scoutmaster let's hope that won't happen better giraffe should stay in a class all by himself to the end of the chapter than another fellow meet with a serious accident we've got cripples enough i guess this ends the run of hard luck declared the maine boy still keeping up his movements although perhaps unconsciously favoring the injured leg as any one is apt to do under similar conditions why'd you say that asked giraffe oh you know they always say accidents come in threes alan replied cheerfully the women folks in our house used always to believe that anyhow and this makes three of us hobbling around. If we were at home now, perhaps we'd be wanting to use crutches, but up here in the woods, we just grin and bear it like true scouts. Yes, Giraffe went on, guess you're right about women folks believing in a broken looking-glass standing for coming trouble, and all such things. Though my dad used to say he had all the trouble settle on him in paying for a new mirror. But honest to goodness, fellows, I remember once when my maw she chanced to drop some dishes and busted two. too. What does she do but rocks right over to the dresser, gets out a cracked tumbler she must have been keeping for just such a time to come along? And I give you my word, I nearly took a fit, when she deliberately smashed that down alongside the broken cockery. And I heard her say, says she, there, that makes three now, just as if that ended it. Supper's ready, announced Step-Hen, when the laughter induced by Giraffe's little story had subsided. The coffee tasted just as good as ever. Besides, they had some venison, cooked in the hunter's primitive way each piece having been pierced by a long splinter of wood the other end being stuck in the ground so that the meat was close enough to the red coals to cook without burning too much perhaps at home with a white tablecloth silver cut glass and all the ordinary fixings around them Some of those boys might have viewed the suspicious looks of those half-cooked pieces of meat with more or less hesitation, but appetite ruled here, and everyone declared it was just prime. And if a fellow found that his meat, while scorched on the outside, was nearly raw in the center, why, you know, all good cooks unite in saying, game should always be juicy and underdone rather than dry and overdone step hen had read it in his mother's precious cookbook at home and boldly said so when they were done eating they just lay around talking and resting it was very comfortable and neither giraffe nor step hen felt in the least like making any change but they knew that after a while when the determined scoutmaster thought they had rested long enough he would give the order that must once more see them limping along the trail a band of cripples of course the talk was mostly about bumpus and what chances they had of finding him unharmed for despite the faith had professed to have in the extraordinarily good luck of the fat scout there were times when even his stout heart became a prey to misgivings and in his mind he saw poor bumpus being badly treated by those two bullies the timber cruisers latterly allan had been selecting several good pieces of wood calculated to burn well and serve as torches. When Thad finally gave the word, they prepared to depart. One of the splinters of wood, taken from a nearby tree that must have been riven by a bolt of lightning in the recent storm, was lighted. Then they saw that the campfire was carefully put out, after which Alan, bearing the torch, found the trail and started off they kept this up for over an hour not one of them murmured though no doubt their lame eggs hurt considerably but they remembered constantly that they were scouts and that as such their ability to stand pain was on trial it was the secret hope in every heart however that very soon now they might discover signs calculated to tell them they were drawing near the end of their long pursuit of the lost tenderfoot, the others were glad. Therefore, when Old Eagle Eye, as Step Hen persisted in terming Giraffe, suddenly called a halt. "I guess I've sighted a campfire ahead, fellers," was what he declared. End of Chapter Twenty Two.